0: It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Freedom! Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here. With me, as always, the Long Island redneck, Brian Bro. Let's get ready to trash Biden. (laughs) That's what the
2: show's all about now. And uh, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. Just as Christ multiplied himself in millions with the Holy Spirit, so Trump multiplied himself in millions with patriotism. And we're going to demonstrate that on today's show. Indeed, we are. And we've got a trash great Biden. show ahead
1: for you. And Trash <laughs> Biden, yes. Um, in the third segment, we've got Connecticut State Rep Mike France coming back. He's uh, announced his running for Congress against Joe Courtney, so we're going to talk a little bit about his announcement there. Gordon Vidal and Christine Sinodi from Justice for All in the Midway Point and Freedom on Deck. And towards the end of the program, Mr. Kevin Schoolcheck, former selectman, Started a new show. It's called News Rocky. Is the name of the show, meaning getting into the ring and and bloodying some nose. And he had a big, big show on his first one. Man, he interviewed Alex Jones. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to Kevin about that. It it uh, certainly will be worth the discussion. As we see everything that's going around the country, gentlemen, we're seeing an absentee presidency, or if you want to call it an occupancy, and that's all about. Basically, Joe Biden's non-existence and his willingness to do nothing. We see on the southern border, he's doing just that. Actually, in reverse, he's doing something, and that's undercutting the American people. And his willingness not to call Texas and figure out what the hell's going down there on one of our great red states, but U.S. District Judge Drew B. Tipton He dealt a blow to Mr. Joe Biden in the administration's immigration efforts this week by granting Nationwide preliminary injunction preventing the Department of Homeland Security from implementing a deportation halt. Tipton's ruling, it's in response to a lawsuit filed by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Following a January 20th memo from Biden's Department of Homeland Security that hauled a deportation for most illegal immigrants for at least 100 days, Biden's acting DHS Secretary David Pikowski's memo ordered an immediate pause on removals. For any non-citizens with a final order of removal for 100 days with exceptions, only for those engaged in suspected terrorism or espionage, the Epoch Times reported. A Texas lawsuit claimed the direct protected virtually all illegal immigrants with pending deportations, including those whose removal was ordered following a full and fair hearing, and those who are not entitled to and do not claim to be entitled to further immigration benefits. Brian, this is a good way to hold all this. He's going to have to do more than that, but it's a step. Uh, A lot of the concerns, one of the concerns we're going to be talking about in, uh, I believe, the second or fourth segment of the show today, which is the Biden administration's, Uh, The juncture with these immigrants and flying them across the southern border into the United States and bringing back uh, folks that were already deported under Donald J. Trump. So we have what they want to paint as a a epidemic, meanwhile, bringing in 25,000 illegal immigrants that have no paperwork, no documentation, and finally something was done about it. And it should be this way because the other option is insanity.
3: Well, I mean, that, that's that's provided that they don't, uh, you know, molest or sexually assault any children, because now under the uh, Biden administration, he ended Operation Talon, which was the uh, Donald Trump, uh, President Trump's operation to remove and deport any illegals that were in this country um, that had uh, committed uh, sexual assault against children and I'm, glad, so, I'm so, glad you brought that up yeah, because that's so, an important story yeah you know so you know is so so I, what I'm worried about is that all these ones that have they, they they have no reason to stay here anymore maybe maybe they'll get released on their own recognizance and, and go out and do this to um you know uh children in this country yeah I don't know I I you know I I don't really know where to go as far as um that whole issue because we have him protecting pedophiles that are uh, uh, illegal immigrants who are pedophiles. We have him protecting illegal immigrants. Period, um, who have no right to be here. Uh, many of them have committed crimes in this country, um, regardless of whether they're just misdemeanors. And uh, you know, it's it's classic Democratic, um, you know, policies of Malar- malarkey, of, of, as Biden would well, say. Well, no, protecting people who are not American citizens. Why don't Why don't you guys just protect American citizens for once? Why don't you guys stand up for American citizens for once? Why is it always protecting illegals and especially criminals?
1: Yeah, CV, it's been a bad job. Brian's absolutely right. There's there's no need for this, and the the only thing I can think is we should close the borders, especially with with what they're talking about with different viruses coming in as this supposed plandemic is still going on. But nobody even challenges them on that.
2: Well, this judge did, and uh, that's good news. The judges around the country are suddenly finding a spine uh, after the elections were contested. Uh, This judge, Tipton, also ruled the order was arbitrary and capricious as it failed to analyze its impact on states such as texas and a lot of biden's executive orders are arbitrary and capricious not uh, not caring about the impact on any of the states and uh this is this is good because poll numbers are are plummeting for biden and well, they're bad if, they're terrible if, if they reached like around 35 percent approval then he's going to have no mandate and no political clout whatsoever to get very much done at all, or should I say undone, as the case may be. But the truth and the good of this country is starting to close in on this faux administration. Uh, Example, the Georgia State Senate on Tuesday passed legislation that would require voters to submit a driver's license number, state identification card number, or photocopy of an approved form of identification in order to vote absentee in the state. So that's good news. And in Arizona, a Supreme court judge ruled that Maricopa must provide the 2020 ballots to the Arizona state for audit because as the judge said, the Senate has broad authority to issue subpoenas. And on top of that, Maricopa is also under investigation for tampering with evidence and obstructing justice. So, Things are starting to look up.
1: Yeah, things are looking up. That's true. And I I think that's a great, great way to start the show today. But I also have my reservations about what's going to happen in 2024. And I've already... Uh, express that with you guys we have to get this thing fixed or it doesn't matter It we could have Jesus run and he's not going to win with the right. way that this thing is constructed right now and I, I hope that more people are thinking about that if, whether you're on the side that we're on we don't believe Joe Biden won and I'll say it from the top of the mountain, screaming and in, in the wilderness, when Donald J. Trump got more votes this year than he did in 2016, by the tune of 12 million, it makes no sense that Joe Biden gets more votes than that when he's sitting in the basement the whole time. We see he's feckless. He has no platform. The only platform he has, as Brian said, is defending non citizen He's attacking the American people, especially in Texas. They haven't received any help. Anyone that did have electricity are getting slammed with bills that they can't afford right now over there. In Texas, nobody from the administration has made any kind of gesture of goodwill for the people of Texas. And, Brian, it's it's not cool when the president doesn't address the media and then when the media does get to address the president they have to show the question that they're asking and maybe his press secretary will answer it for them this administration
3: this fake ass administration is a joke (laughs) it's (laughs) definitely it's definitely a joke i don't know if it's funny um you know he stood up in a town hall and said that former military and police officers were part of the problem with white supremacy in this country. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what happens when they let him speak off the cuff. You know what I mean? When, when you don't, when you don't give him the questions and the answers (laughs) you know what I'm saying Uh, they have to give him the questions and the answers because if you just let him talk he is just diarrhea of the mouth well then he has to
1: CV. he's got to pull a uh, cue card from his lapel inside of his suit jacket you saw this one a sit-down interview he lost concentrate didn't even know what the question was anymore Pulls this note out. Now, the media, of course, doesn't cover it because they don't want to admit that the man that's in the White House right now needs to be, uh, uh, well, you remove him, you're going to get worse. But you know what I mean. It's just, it's not a real administration. It's fake. He never won.
2: That's why he's doing this bad job. And I like your phraseology at the beginning of this show when you said he was the absentee president. Uh, I kind of picture him... As uh, the Invisible Man walking around with sunglasses and a mask, but no head. You know what I
4: mean? Uh, Just like yeah. floating
2: around. Uh, sunglasses Absolutely. and a mask bobbing around. Hi, I'm the Invisible Man. And the absentee also goes in
1: other ways with the uh, cheating that they did uh, throughout the, the voting uh, year. And it's, it is it yeah. is sad how they got away with this. I mean, it, it's hard to say we're doing this show... Uh, we fought for the president. Of course, we, we wanted him to have his second term. We continue to fight. We continue to bring on guests that have good news coming out. And we're going to keep doing that, folks. But please, just make sure that you're more active now. If you need to talk to your congressmen, your senators, your, your state reps, get more involved. Make sure that when the next time comes around, that the election isn't rigged. Because, you know, it, it's not only this time. And Brian would know about this, too. The governor in Connecticut, he won because they found a bunch of wet ballots. I know, I know. And he wasn't intended to win. Yeah. It, it you know it, it it
2: shouldn't have gone in that direction. But, but this is a problem throughout uh, the country. But Biden didn't get away with it scot free. Most Americans know that he stole the election or they stole the election, and it's going to keep unraveling as time goes forward. And it's going it's going to be an albatross around their neck. They're never going to get out from under it, and. It bodes well for this. It, it bodes badly, I should say, for this administration. And uh, you know, Brian, with what you brought up with the
1: talent and him undercutting President Trump with this, uh, with this move that he made, I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So maybe I'll I'll rejuncture some uh, some of these topics right now. But listen, we're going to come back. We have an order from Joe Biden with an airstrike on an Iranian-backed militia in response to a supposed rocket attack. So, congratulations, liberals. Uh, a month and two weeks, uh, a little over a month, and we're already starting war. That's just
3: fantastic.
1: Wonderful job days. you guys did. Pathetic. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's uh, let's go word from the sponsors. We'll be back uh, 94.9. News Now, stimulating Talk.
5: It's a cruel, cruel summer. Leaving me here on my own. It's a cruel, cruel summer.
1: Now you're gone. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mike France up next after... Another good discussion that we're going to have about what took place on Thursday. All right. The U.S. launched an airstrike in Syria that targeted facilities used by Iranian-backed militia groups, the first military action taken by the Biden administration. The Pentagon said that the strike was in retaliation for a February 15 rocket attack against a U.S. military base in Erbil International Airport in northern Iraq that killed a U.S.-led coalition contractor and left others wounded, including an American service member. All right. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the attack destroyed multiple facilities at a border control point used by a number of Iranian-backed military groups, and the groups included Hezbollah and Sayyad al was, uh, whatever, I guess that's a group, and Kirby called the retaliation a proportional military response. Um, so here's the deal, uh, Brian, I'll come to you first. Uh, I'm not, I'm not caught up on everything that happened here. Certainly, I, I, I understand that we're going to have military responses when we're attacked and and that's going to happen whether, whether it's Joe Biden, Donald Trump or Mickey Mouse that's in there. We're going to have some kind of uh, retaliation when it's that bad. Obviously the attack that happened from this Iranian militia group wasn't well covered because I had no idea about it. I don't know about you guys, but I didn't hear anything about this. And, um, you know, the Biden administration went in and and launched some uh, air attacks without, uh, without asking Congress or without uh, bringing it to the, the Senate floor, as far as I know. And if that were Donald J. Trump, they'd be spinning in their grave. It's just interesting to me Brian, before before I say anything, I just want to say maybe this was uh, an appropriate action. But it's just interesting that a month and a half in and he's already doing airstrikes in Syria. I
3: mean, it's just, you yeah. know, come on. Exactly. Uh, what's shocking more than more than the airstrikes. Now, I did see that we were that we uh, that our people were attacked in um, Iraq. OK, Um and, but what's more shocking to me is that um, Joe Biden would attack one of his buddies. You know, I mean, how do you attack? I mean, I thought yeah. Iran was his buddy. Yeah. I I, I thought the uh, Ayatollah Khamenei it was his uh his friend. He wants to do business with him. He, yeah. He wants to. He wants to bring them into the fold. He wants to let them have the big guns, the nukes. He wants yeah. them to have the nukes. That's why he's willing to go to the table with them, folks. He wants to, He, you know, let's renegotiate. You know, I think Donald Trump got it wrong. Um, I think our enemies should have nuclear weapons so that they can kill us. Um, and 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 maybe that's part of his dementia. I don't know. Maybe you maybe you start to think that um, up is down and, and and down is up, and you know nukes are 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 fluffy teddy bears, and everyone should have
1: one. And the thing is, CV, it's funny Brian says that because there are Democrats on the other side of the aisle that don't want Joe Biden to have the nuclear codes. We're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, CV, what did you make out of, out of this military response on Thursday?
2: Well to address what Brian just said perhaps these militants are not uh backed by the government of Iran they're like a militia group that is pro they just happen to be pro Assad by the way well what do you know about that you know it's uh it seems like they're reinstituting Obama's overall objective of taking out Assad in this attack and that's the way I see it and yeah. uh, you know for for justification It's a great it's a great point it's a great point and for justification for the, for these bombings, they accused them of launching three different rocket attacks against uh, U.S. coalition forces in Iraq, and that's the oldest trick in the book. I mean, the Nazis did that to to justify yeah. taking over countries. Oh, look, they attacked us. They didn't, you know. They they you could make an attack look like it's coming from somebody else when it's not, and uh, so I think they're just trying to weaken Assad's defenses, in my view, and Obama. Always hated Assad because Assad protected the Christians, and it was Obama's intention of wiping out all Christians from the Middle East because Obama is an antichrist. The you same- know. I- I want to go add ahead, Brian. Go
3: ahead. I want to add something to that because you know it's interesting that you say that, CV. I just uh, put up on my personal Facebook page. I will uh, throw it up on uh, Freedom on Dex Facebook page. It is Assad, and he's talking about neoliberalism, and it's a. Gr- I mean, to just taking it. You know, not looking at who it's coming from. Just taking what is coming out of his mouth. Yeah. It, it it literally describes the liberalism and democrats in this country and it really puts in perspective if we take a look at our own country and how much they hate conservatism mm-hmm. and anybody that does not agree or align with them, they literally just took down on Amazon Justice Clarence Thomas's documentary, yeah. at, at, at which he is a sitting Sad. Supreme Sad. Court justice. Right. Okay. So if you, if you don't – if you do not align with them, they – are you are their enemy, and yeah. so put that in perspective. What you just said, CV, yeah. Barack Obama and the Democrats hate Assad. Why? Because he he's protecting the Christians in that nation, and yeah. he is and he's going
2: against the United States. Right. He's very pro Western. If you look at him, he he has a mustache, no beard. His wife has long blonde hair or red hair or something, and yeah, they're very pro Western. They're not they're not about you know running a theocracy. Like, uh, like Iran and, uh, and other Muslim countries, then they don't, they don't get along well with Israel, but they do welcome Palestinians into their country, which is, also goes against the Obama creed, because they want Palestinians to be victims. And you know what, man? Anytime you take somebody out,
1: if you're talking about a dictator or world leader, in general, when we do that kind of stuff, We don't follow up with anything, and it becomes a vacuum for terrorism uh, with groups like ISIS and Al-Qaeda. And, you know, that's happened under Obama. That's happened under George Bush, the second, the first two, and, and we've had some bumpy rides when it comes to our relationships in the Middle East. We have to stay above that, though, and keep Israel on our minds because they're being attacked a lot right now too by this administration listen we're gonna come back we're almost running out of time here uh mike france on the way don't go anywhere this is freedom on deck <laughs> On deck, 949 News Now and stimulating talk. WJJF on your FM dial. Connecticut, Long Island, and Rhode Island. We love bringing it to you hot and heavy. First guest on the way right now on the dock. And returning to the show this week is Connecticut's 42nd District Representative, Mr. Mike France. Mike, you're back on from last week. Of course, we left off, we were talking about your endeavor to run in Congress. Tell us a little bit more about why you made that decision and what's going on in the France camp right now.
4: Oh well, thanks, Chet. Appreciate the opportunity to come back and talk to your listeners. The uh, uh, big thing is over several campaigns, I've been encouraged to consider running uh, for Congress. I never seen the right time, didn't uh, feel frankly that I had the right experience uh, and understanding of, of that process. And it came up again in this cycle. I took a a more serious look at it following the campaign, uh, talk to you know, people I've grown to trust and uh, their, their advice. And the response was universally positive, encouraging. Uh, and I continue to explore. I spent about three months uh, looking at the opportunity, uh, the landscape, uh, the support that was there, and then made the decision that uh, this was the time. I think the, the things that we saw in the, uh, leading up to the election in Congress that uh, particularly the COVID relief that uh, unfortunately Speaker Pelosi admitted afterwards was held up for political reasons. That's not, its not how our government is supposed to work. Right. You know, and we we've seen this over time where it seems that the, the politicians in, in Washington have forgotten that they're there to serve the people. And that was a, that was an indicative and kind of laid a foundation, frankly, for, really taking a serious look at, you know, considering a run and, and making that campaign and making the effort to, uh, to give the people of the second congressional district, somebody that will serve them and represent them.
1: And as Colonel Rob Simmons said, it's going to help you. You're getting in there early. Of course, you had 14 years uh, for the, for the congressional uh, post that was taken by Mr. Joe Courtney. Now, Uh, Joe's a good guy. You know, he's nice enough. He's done a decent job. But do you feel that there needs to be a change for that very reason? Because we do need change in this state. We do need change in Washington. And we do need change for the people.
4: Absolutely. I think what we've seen is that, you know, Joe Courtney has brought money, certainly for the submarine defense uh, contracts here. You know, he is a nice guy. But when you look at his voting record and you look at, What he has done uh, from that perspective and whether he's truly represented the people of the Second Congressional District in how he votes and and, and what he does in Washington, it it is stark the contrast, frankly. And when you look at how the Second Congressional District has moved in the state legislature, uh, we have, over the last four election cycles, uh, increased the number of Republicans that have been elected each election cycle. And so I, I look at that, and I see that a Eastern Connecticut is more Republican, more conservative, and that, frankly, Joe Courtney doesn't represent that, uh, that, those people in the 2nd Congressional District. And it's time for change. He's been there a long time. He's served the 2nd the Congressional District, but he doesn't represent the 2nd the Congressional District well.
1: 42nd District Representative Mike France on the line with us right now, continuing from where we stopped off last week, Mike. Now, I was reading a article inside the CT Mirror, and it's discussing your team creating a com- campaign committee, a- and this is going to help you raise funds. Is this something... That you get together before you announce you're running, or is this something you have to uh, pull up li- uh, after you announce in order to get these funds rolling? How does that all work inside your camp?
4: I, I don't know how other uh, campaigns do, but uh, you certainly have an inner circle uh, that is people that you trust that will come to you and you know, tell you, you know, what's going on, what they're hearing on the ground, giving recommendations. And I have you know a good team of people that are that are in that role. And uh, are you know, kind of what they what they call a kitchen cabinet that that gives you that advice on the campaign. You know the big thing is, as you point out, the, the fundraising effort is a gauge of support uh, for that. We are we are doing very very well in that. But certainly, uh, if people want to find out what's going on in the campaign, make a contribution, small, medium, uh, large, whatever they can afford to, you know, get our campaign uh, off the ground and be able to carry a message uh, of. That represents the second congressional district. You need to go to my webpage at vote uh, they can find out as so they keep up on what's going on in the campaign they can uh, sign up to join the team uh, to uh, keep abreast of that and also make uh, make small contributions to support that effort and be part of that team uh, and make an investment in a change in direction of leadership in the second congressional district
1: how much communication do you have with colonel rob simmons right now obviously uh, when, when Joe won the seat it was by a very, very narrow margin against Simmons in 06. And I was surprised to see how narrow, I mean, we're talking about like a, a hair lengths narrow here. That's got to make you feel, feel good about your chances. And he says you getting in early, early makes you a great contender. Are you talking to him at all about his experience running
4: against Joe Courtney? Absolutely. Uh, Congress Simmons has been a the colonel has been a great asset. Uh, he has shared uh, the wealth of experience that he had and, and what he has seen in the uh, second congressional district. Uh, he shared his experience of running a campaign and made recommendations that have been very, very helpful. And I sincerely appreciate you know, all the information he has shared uh, in that effort. He, he has certainly been a, an excellent person who's been a polit- leader in the uh, in the region across the state, uh, was the uh, head of the Yankee Institute for a number of years, uh, and is certainly, and recently has served uh, locally as first selectman, and uh, now is a citizen again, out of elected office, but still very much involved in the Republican party and uh, helping helping candidates get elected. I I sincerely appreciate, you know, every time I get an opportunity to talk with him and he shares the wisdom of his experience.
1: On the line with us right now is Mike France, now, now, Mike, what is you, when you look at the state of the Republican Party in Connecticut? Obviously, there have been some losses. There have been some controversies. Not going to get into that right now. Uh, of course, uh, heads of the Republican Party in Connecticut, and there's certainly been some some calls to step down for some people. I also don't really want to get too heavy in that. But do you see this as a a winning formula? Is this is is something going to change here? Because Connecticut keeps going up in taxes, the, the the citizens of Connecticut keep moving out, businesses moving out because they're getting slammed.
4: Is this thing ever going to turn around? I, I think it is. You you look at the state legislature. Uh, I just got I was reelected in my fourth term in the state legislature. And the Republican Party has become you know, more conservative. You look at the Conservative Caucus. We're now at 15 members uh, in the Conservative Caucus, which I chair. Uh, you have uh, you know, a total of you know, 54 Republicans in the legislature. You know, we started with, you know, when we had 72. We were started with six and grew to 10 or 11 uh, members. But what we see is that a message of... Uh, individual freedom uh, constitutional based uh, arguments on liberty and and freedom and what our founding fathers created resonates with people and people are are hungry for that we're seeing that in in across the country sure in states where governors have shut down stopped businesses from from operating And, and that is something that people are waking up to that they're government is infringing on their freedoms. And those freedoms are individual freedoms. They are not granted by government. The the role of government is only to protect your freedom. It is not to tell you how to live. It is not to restrict uh, your freedoms. They are there to protect your freedoms. And unfortunately, we have seen too many instances where the government has gone beyond that and limited those freedoms. And that is something that I think the people are Seeing firsthand and are really realizing, in many respects, for the first time, just how overbearing government can be and how important their freedoms are.
1: You still stand uh, against tolls, I assume. Absolutely. What a uh, Ned yep. Lamont came out and said, "We're doing trucks now." It's every we're we're tolling everybody. I mean, this guy makes a, a empty promise. He goes back on it. And there's nobody calling him out. I mean, certainly on this station, there is, and and folks like you, and that's why I applaud you so much in the conservative caucus. You guys are doing a fantastic job, but you don't see it in the CT mirror. You don't see it anywhere else uh, from, from the media out in Hartford. They're not calling him out for blatantly lying.
4: I, I think that's what he did here. Well, the specific to tolls, the issue there, frankly, is they make an emotional argument, they create a false narrative that. Every other state around us has tolls, therefore we should too. You know, the, the the facts are that tolls are very limited in all those states. In Rhode Island, there are two tolls on two bridges plus the truck tolls on 95. In Massachusetts, you have the Massachusetts Turnpike. Uh, in, in New Hampshire, they, in fact, they took down their tolls. In Maine, you have a little bit of uh, I 95 that's tolled. No tolls in Vermont. In New York, you have to- In New Jersey, you have tolls on. Uh, some tunnels, bridges, the New York Thruway, the Golden State Parkway, the Jersey Turnpike. But I can drive in every one of those states and not pay a toll and travel freely. The proposals that have come forward in Connecticut were to t- toll almost every major highway to the point that you could not effectively travel in the state without paying a toll. We already have a very high gas tax. And the other thing, that the two things that I think are important for people to understand about tolls respect to the federal highway funds that come to us. We we get increased highway funds from the federal government. And if we install tolls, I don't believe there's any way that we would get that money. We get about a half a half a billion dollars, $500 right. million dollars from the federal government. The fact remains that if we took in, as was originally proposed by Governor Malloy and initially by Governor LeBron, a billion dollars in revenue from tolls, there's no way the federal government's gonna give us that. You know, and secondly, the other thing that people don't know and has never has really been talked about is the Easy Pass compact. So if you join that Easy Pass compact, there's been reports that there's almost $25 million that is owed by Connecticut residents to members of the Easy Pass compact. So if I'm, and I've heard it's like $5 million from Massachusetts, well, if I'm the governor of Massachusetts and I'm gonna allow Connecticut into that compact, One of the things that I would say is you need to go collect that money that's owed by your residents to my state. And that's something that has not been discussed at all. I think that those two things are are things that need to be understood. And frankly, if Governor Lamont's going to push tolls, he needs to come forward and and honestly discuss those two things on what the the impact is going to be to the state of Connecticut.
1: Unfortunately, you don't hear much from him. It's uh, not a surprise either. And it's really gone in a bad direction to the point where, I actually was impressed he would go on with Lee Elsie. And I was like, wow, this is refreshing. And then he stopped. He stopped that once Lee challenged him a couple times. That was it. Um, So we're dealing with really a body politic in Connecticut that needs to turn. And I, I just want to tell you, what you guys do over the Conservative Caucus is so important, especially when you're standing up for religious minorities. This is something that really needs to be addressed nationwide, and I applaud you for doing what you did and putting your neck out there. It, since you, we had you on last week, has anything changed?
4: Not specifically in that. Uh, the issues that are that are still out there is— you know, religious exemption on vaccinations, and, and that in, in intersects in two ways. One is the First Amendment protection of religion, religious freedom, but it's also dealing with parental rights and the ability of parents to make medical decisions for their children that are they believe are in the best interests of their children. I think those are you know, the two factors that are uh, principles that, that we need to stand up for. We need to stand up for parents raising their children and taking care of them which includes making medical decisions for them Um, and there's as everybody there's risk in everything that's uh, related to medical vaccines are no different parents frankly are the best people to understand uh, what's best for their children and I think that's something that once again government infringing on freedoms uh, they have become all-knowing in some ways to make statements about what a parent can and can't do with their child and it's concerning that they feel they have that power
1: i'm glad you guys are taking up the fight i really am and i think you've you've done a fantastic job with the caucus and it's a it's a great thing to see on a a weekly basis to see what you guys are doing now uh, tell everybody where they go to support you on your upcoming run in congress we'll have you back on of course we love having you on tell everybody where they go to check you out and your campaign sir
4: Yeah, the web page is votemikefrance.com. Once again, votemikefrance.com. You go on there and find the latest news from the campaign, sign up to join the team, uh, and then also make a uh, contribution to invest in change in the 2nd Congressional District, which we sorely need.
1: Mike France, everybody. Mike, thank you so very much, sir. Thanks, Chet. Have a great day. You too. Everybody, that was the one and only... 42nd District Rep, Mr. Mike France. He always does a fantastic job, of course. Check out anything you want with him on the site, and also the Conservative Caucus are doing great things over there, and they're really important right now, guys. All right, everybody come back. We've got a whole show ahead of you, two more guests, a lot of controversial topics, as always, right here on Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now in Stimulating Talk. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. As a little switcheroo, when Brian brought this up in topic one, I wanted to hit it a little bit harder than we did. In an ongoing effort to undo many of the programs and policies of the Trump administration, President Biden has officially rescinded Operation Talon a program of his predecessor targeting sex offenders who are living in the United States illegally. South Carolina attorney general, Alan Wilson is one of the 18 different state attorneys general critical of Biden's cancellation that have joined to write the president a letter calling him to reconsider. And this is from the gentleman in South Carolina. Now we're working on, hard to fight human trafficking and sex crimes in South Carolina and allowing convicted sex offenders who are here illegally to remain in our country makes absolutely no sense. These trafficking and sex crimes are repugnant to human decency generally and to the children specifically, Wilson said. In the letter, the attorneys general point out the disturbingly large number of legal immigrants who have prior convictions for sex crimes. The cancellation of Operation talent effectively broadcasts to the world that the United States is now a sanctuary jurisdiction for sexual predators. The letter says the message creates a perverse incentive for foreign sexual predators to seek to enter in the United States illegally and assault more victims, both in the process of unlawful mitigation migration, sorry, and after they arrive, it will be broadcast with the message of the other criminal aliens who have committed other offenses that any kind of robust enforcement against them is unlikely. Alright, so here's the deal. This This operation, Operation Talon, really did work. Remember, Donald Trump had three times the deportation, three times the arrests that President Obama did with these sexual deviants that were coming in illegally. Not only that, also busting up these sex traffic rings that come over the southern border and abuse women and children. Make no mistake about it. This is all about undermining President Trump, but at the same time, Brian, they're protecting themselves because if there's anything that we know on this show is that the Democrats are certainly
3: a disturbed bunch. Absolutely. And uh, let's face it. I mean, the the current uh, uh, man in the White House needs more victims. Um, That's why, you know, it's funny one of the other uh, things that kind of ties into this isn't it funny that the cages still exist for the children on the southern border? They're holding I facilities mean, now. Now they're holding, I, holding facilities. They're holding facilities, but they're still in. But the cages still exist. Yes. And it's just funny that the kids are still separated from mom and dad. And it's just funny that we have no way of tracking these kids and who they are. They could disappear into their little web of of pedophilia throughout this country over there in Silicon Valley and Hollywood and all these other different places uh, that Democrats love, like Washington, D.C. and Virginia and uh, different pizza shops around the country.
1: You know what, C.V.? <laughs> this this shows you the uh, direct assault on the American citizen with what the Biden administration is doing here with talent.
2: Yeah, and it was also uh Trump's program was also targeting MS13, which really yep. helped Long Island out a lot. Yep. And Trump was calling them animals or remember uh, Pelosi was saying they're not animals, they're human beings. And mm-hmm. it, it it I started realizing over the last week or so that uh the Democrat party does evil for evil's sake. They really are against any Anybody who creates, anybody who makes anything, anybody who's successful, they are the destruction party. You know, it's not the they are the R's versus the D's are not the Republicans versus the Democrats. It's the restorers versus the the destroyers is what it is
1: or the depraved. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's absolutely mind numbing that you can see something that really did good. And I and here's the issue I have with it. It does good for everyone. Um, any liberals out there that are, that are listening, you may not be against deporting uh, a lot of the folks that come in through the southern border, but are you going to actually argue that it's a bad thing to get rid or arrest or make sure that these sexual deviants that attack women and children is not a good thing? I highly, I highly doubt that you'd be saying that if it happened to your family. Brian, this
3: is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It's disgusting. As a father, I find it absolutely disturbing that any president, I don't care what letters behind your uh, title, would think that this is okay. It's just it's just disturbing.
1: It is disturbing. And going along with uh, what you were saying off the air, Brian, you know, C.V. Brian made the statement that that this is because they want to protect themselves. And listen, there's a lot of truth into that. I mean, we know that everything that was that was coming down the line in the place with, with Donald Trump pushing for uh, the breakups of all of these gangsters that uh, sell and traffic human beings— probably ties somewhere up with Epstein and all the people that were going didn't to his island. Himself. And yeah, didn't kill himself. And, all, and, and CV, obviously, they were protecting themselves here. I can't say it any better.
2: Yeah, and the Democrats and Hillary supporters, they all said that Donald Trump was going to round up every illegal alien and send them out of the country how is he going to do that? It's going to cost a lot of money. It's barbaric. No, he started with the criminals. And uh, and that was basically what he was wanted to do the whole time, was to get rid of the illegal aliens who were hurting Americans. And, and uh, that's not good enough for the Democrats, apparently.
1: No, and don't put a price tag on our children's heads or on their futures, Mr. Democrat. We don't need that right now, and we're going to fight back against it, I can tell you that much. Uh, Listen, Gordon Vidal, Christine Snoddy coming up next. You guys know them. They're from Justice for All. And we're going to be talking about Joe Biden and his war on America a little more right now. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. All right, everybody, welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Gordon Vidal and Christine Sonodi from Justice for All. It's been a little bit over a month since Joe Biden was sworn in, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, we still have razor wire around Washington, D.C., and we don't see very much of the president, which is uh, not surprising to me at all. What kind of grade would you give this guy, Gordon, so far?
5: i don't know that he's shown up for class i'm waiting for him he's turning in his online and he hasn't really shown up for class so he's 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 gotten incomplete so far in my book i mean you know and i and i think you know a lot of the executive orders that he's done so far have been largely ceremonial i mean it's to quiet and keep his masses happy i think the press conferences are an absolute joke and it you know you watch them and you watch Jen Pisaki, is, is that how you say it? Something and, like that. Yeah, something like that. And it's just <laughs> softball after softball. And when she doesn't get a softball, God forbid, um, you know, it has to make headline news that someone dared question them. And you harken back to Trump going out there every day. Yeah. And basically just being, you know, a Wavemaster punching bag for an entire room full of people just ready to go at him, and he would just take it. And it's just almost, this is just a complete joke. This is just, everybody gets a trophy, kumbaya, let's all, you know, it's rainbows and unicorns.
1: You know, maybe there'd be some criticism about the president's tone and the way the president addressed uh, the journalists and the media in those rooms, but... He was there. I mean, he was there every time. This presidency with Joe Biden, he's not there. Well, it's funny.
0: It's really a matter of perspective. So oftentimes, like the press, they avoid a subject, and that cancels us out, right? Yes. So I don't know that this is that different. I mean, essentially, if you voted for Biden, you didn't vote for anything in particular— but all of us knew what you were gonna get. This is predictable to 100% certainty. You were gonna have war. It took two weeks longer than I expected. You're gonna have higher gas prices. That was right on time. You're gonna have an immigration crisis that hadn't been in existence for four years. And oddly enough, we're using the biting cages that Obama built and the press are calling them detention centers rather than cages. And now we have reparations. And the question to me is, like, Kamala Harris's grandfather owned slaves. Is she going to have to pay or is she going to get money? I don't understand. So, and not to mention, almost all of these policies are pro-China. You shut down the pipeline, what does that do? That just makes China an absolute powerhouse and destroys our economy from within. And you will see a huge correction in the stock market, I'm guessing, by the end of April. And when I say huge, I mean 25 30%. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt.
1: Well, I wanted to get in a little uh, discussion about what we have going on in mainstream media outlets and the way that they uh, cover stories and the way that we may be blackballed, not particularly our shows right away, but I think that's on the way. Uh, Christine, you know, we're fortunate enough to be heard on a weekly basis with these weekend programs on 94.9 that uh, some would label as extreme or controversial in opinion, but the left is now showing great effort in shutting down voices that aren't in lockstep with big tech and mainstream media. Are you concerned with this? And do you, do you think this is going to come to a point where they're taking down programming just because it, it comes from the other side? It's just another side of the, other side of the aisle. Do you think that's going to happen
6: here?
5: I don't know if it's going to happen it's if it does it's such an extreme version of mccarthyism that it's just it blows my mind it completely blows my mind that this is what's going on and it's happened in America before and you know I always go back and look at history and so I was thinking to myself what how did how did mccarthyism end you know and it ended after about a period of 10 years and it ended largely because of a decision by the supreme court We don't have that now, and we're probably not going to have that in the future, and even if we did, that's going to take too long because things are moving way too fast, and the the fail safes that were in place that failed at that time, you know, were bad law, uh, corrected by the courts, and I guess the point now is the decision makers are not legislators or the courts. They're big tech. Yeah. And there are big companies who are deciding, I'm not going to do business with you. I'm going to, you know, I can't sell your pillow anymore. Sorry. I mean, and that's really scary. It's so un-American. And, and ultimately what will happen? Ultimately people will go and they'll challenge through the court system, but we don't have time for that. And the more it happens, the more angry people are going to get. You know, it, it can't be okay because now, the you know the people in the right or the people making the decisions because they're it's okay because they're doing what's morally correct and thank god we've gotten rid of you know the horrible orange man but like gordon said there's already airstrikes against syria for you know and gas prices have already gone up we're already seeing and feeling the effects of liberal policies look at our cities look look at what's look at how crime has increased in our cities and but we can't talk about that right we can't shine a light on that because we're bad we're racist there must be something wrong with us for saying hey wait a minute and it's really frightening
1: it is frightening we've allowed it to happen unfortunately and i think now yeah
5: we voted for it
1: yeah yeah that's true you know maybe and the Gordon, Gordon, the reason we're talking about this right now is because of a uh, a rep fr- from the Democrat side of the aisle, and uh, they actually sent a letter to the House subcommittee talking about taking down Fox News, Newsmax, OAN. I don't know why they'd want to take down Fox because it's heading in their direction anyway. <laughs> but you know what? But you know what, Gordon. It didn't get much coverage. I don't understand why people aren't, uh, you know, pulling their hair out right now. They're talking about shutting down, shutting down the other side, the other argument. That's not that's not how America that's not what America was established to be.
0: No, and I am hanging on to the idea that they're going to push too far in those right to center people who just were anti-Trump. We'll come back and, and and get behind what needs to be done. But what I like to do is I like to look to the rest of the world because they're generally ahead of us on these issues. Yep. And isn't it ironic that Poland Poland is the one that's securing free speech? They have a thirteen million up to a thirteen million dollar fine against social media networks for um, for canceling people. I mean, how crazy is that? It is crazy. And, and meanwhile, we have a. a a Congress filled with idiots that would like to control speech. I can't think of anything less American.
1: And they and they control the narrative too. Christine, with all the information that's come out since January 6th over at the Capitol building, what we find out is they were warned. Not only are they warned, now they're basically saying they were monitoring Antifa, monitoring the Proud Boys. All these groups were talking about going and storming that building. Now, you can't get a cell phone in the Capitol on a a regular basis, day-to-day operation in Washington, D.C., but they couldn't stop these people from getting inside the building on that day, which we all know is absolute BS because they were escorted in uh, between velvet ropes. But but, – Christine, how are people missing this stuff? Why are there people out there that don't see this stuff? They're complaining that maybe they shouldn't have voted for Biden, but they're still not looking for the answers.
5: Right. You know why? Because the New York Times publishes an article and says that Officer Sidney got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher without any evidence, without anything to back that up. It is a complete and utter fabrication. Has there been a retraction? No. Even his family says that's not what happened. There's cameras everywhere. If that happened, w- wouldn't we know? He went back to his office. I mean, it sounds like the, the man had a stroke. I'm tired of the seven deaths from the Capitol siege. It wasn't seven deaths, some of those were medical emergencies, unrelated, but we don't talk about all the violence during the summer. That's why. The media is not only complicit, they are absolutely driving the train and all the people sitting there like lemmings soaking it up and saying it must be true because the new york times said it or cnn said it they're part of the problem you know our shows are not insurrectionist conspiracy shows we are encouraging the open dialogue of free debate and ideas not to cause harm to people not to go out and shoot anybody or take racist or or acts of hatred out on other people. It's an exchange of ideas. That's what the First Amendment is. It's this is absolutely absurd. And you know, I've come to the point in my life maybe because because maybe it's a function of age. I don't know. But when people say things about me, I know not to be true it doesn't bother me anymore because i know that it's not true i know that the problem is the information that other people are getting because it's so skewed and that's kind of how we have to live you know we have to live being good people being unapologetic about our beliefs as and and as long as we're not hurting anybody and not encouraging anyone to hurt anyone else or treat anyone badly i mean it's just ridiculous what's happening you know and how the New York Times gets to get away with that absolutely blows my mind.
1: Well, you, you, you know, yeah, Gordon, yeah, Gordon in the er, know, but yeah. just before you go in the in the late 30s the New York Times had a uh someone that contributed to them that was excusing what uh, Adolf Hitler was doing. So, I mean it's not that yeah. far of a stretch and it's also something where you worry about the repercussions against people that are just giving their side or ju- just talking about what's going on you know, like with a show like yours. And Gordon, when it starts to become a weapon for the left, it, it's just the yeah. disinformation is crazy.
0: It, it is. So in, in the end, I mean, to circle back to the original question, which was, you know, how are these social media is going to be regulated? And what's going on with that? I mean, I do look to other countries, but even in, in Florida, um, DeSantis is doing a really great job and, and he's limiting what, control these media uh these social media types have on on what gets published on their on their platforms right i mean look what happens to parlor that can't happen again in the end do we want governments to because you have the whole spectrum around the world you have internet uh within countries they're completely monitored by yeah. the state and and you have that aren't monitored by the state so the problem is you you almost can't have do we want them to monitor completely or not at all that's a tough one because we can't have you know we, we we don't i mean hate speech i mean i'm a, i'm sorry but that's unfortunately the world we live in and yes you know, it is a slope that you know somebody gets determined what's hate and what's not especially if i you know if i say something nice about a, a congressperson that somebody disagreed with and somehow that becomes hate speech that's what we're dealing with so that's ridiculous but they say start a new platforms. you know if you don't like ours do it on your own that's fine except you have control of everything
5: exactly it is a
0: monopoly with five or six corporations that are are really in bed completely with the the uh, government controlling the whole scenario so it gets back to my consistent message which is you know it has to be decentralized we were screaming about um a monopoly and an antitrust suit four years ago and it was necessary then and now i think we know why you know
1: and it, mean, go, go, sorry, go ahead sorry. christine was, go ahead oh
5: i was just gonna say so you've seen the bill amy klobuchar and chuck grassley have co-sponsored a bill yep. to break up big tech and not necessarily just social media but but all the giants and you know the one thing that makes me slightly hopeful is that she seems to recognize that it's not just doing it it's also the enforcement of it how are we going to enforce that you know how is florida going to actually enforce that stuff that's a whole other challenge and i you know i'm hopeful that people are some people in congress are on it and they're working towards it i don't know what that will mean but it's really frightening that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, and Jack Dorsey, get, right now, they're the ones that get to decide.
0: And I would encourage everybody to connect some dots between uh, Soros and Zuckerberg and Bezos and all those guys and how many government contracts they have, CIA, data storage. I mean, this is not, there is no mystery how these companies became the behemoths they became. It is absolutely apparent for anybody willing to look but again i always kind of laugh about it but i say we're too busy worried about the kardashians to actually yeah. learn
1: anything. no but you're right that that is the truth i mean most americans are just you know they they keep their side of the street clean and as long as their side of the street's clean they don't care what's going on around them the problem with that is eventually it comes and it bites you in the rear end and, and this will happen. It's And it's a great point you brought up, uh, Christine, with Amy Klobuchar and Chuck Grassley putting this into motion uh, to uh, kind of stifle these big tech companies and, and mainstream media outlets. But she won't get the coverage. But somebody with a big mouth like AOC who makes no sense at all when she speaks is all over the TV. Does that not tell you everything we need to know? sure does. Well,
0: that and the fact that she auditioned for this part. <laughs> it's insane. I know.
1: Yeah, and and people kind of laugh at me. When I, you know, we have the video of her auditioning. It's not a joke. You know? <laughs> it's not. It's crazy, though. It is.
5: It's absolutely.
0: But crazy. I think that Amy Kovachar recognizes, you know, just like the old saying after World War II, you know, when the Nazis came for me, there was nobody left. Yeah. So when Big Tech comes for her. There won't be anybody left unless she she really. I mean, that's what has to be obvious to these older school politicians because what's coming is is a tidal wave over anybody who thinks um, in a way that is reasonable and fact based.
5: Right. So is she going to get canceled? We shall see.
1: Thank you so much. Everybody knows where to listen. You. Yeah, everybody does anyway. And don't go anywhere. This is freedom on deck. Dollar! Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. More than 30 Democratic representatives are calling for President Joe Biden to give up his sole authority to order the launch of nuclear weapons. The group of Democratic House members led by Rep. Jimmy Panetta, Democrat in California, signed a letter to address, addressing to Biden on Monday, calling on him to reform the procedure by which the use of nuclear weapons is approved the 31 lawmakers suggested several reforms that would include more people in the decision process all right so brian we're seeing here right now kind of a little bit of maybe the stirrings of attacks on biden i think this is going to ultimately lead up to the fact that they can't trust him he's not all there and eventually it'll go there But for me to think that the house full of Democrats would have ability to use these options is just asinine. And I I don't support it at all.
3: Well, I mean, look, they're going to, they're, they're, we already knew that they were going to pull out every card because the plan from the get go was not for Joe Biden to be president. No. Let's let, I mean, come on. We all know that. Even Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, knew that. President Trump said, and we all remember it, where he said, Joe Biden better be careful because the 25th Amendment is not for me and it's going to come back to bite him. Absolutely. And, that's exa- and, and he knew it. And so did everybody else. And that's exactly what Nancy was playing. And I'm sure that they had intel. I'm sure that they have, you know, uh, come on, it's the government. And he's the, he was the former president of the United States. I'm sure he had the intel. I'm sure just as much as they were spying on him, I'm sure their ears were, were listening in on every conversation that they could legally listen to.
1: Yeah, step in that direction, CV. What do you make of the Democrats' move uh, with Joe Biden here and his administration?
2: I think this is a move that's more aimed at the next administration than this one. It sounds like they know that Biden's stay at the White House and maybe even the Democrats' hold on power in general is tenuous at best. This sounds to me to be a preemptive measure should Donald Trump or some other America First white hat reclaim the office of presidency and Mm. you know remember who thinks they won the white house in 21 it was Mm. china china thinks they won the white house in 21 Mm -hmm. china doesn't want any nuclear power to hold them accountable for anything
1: no that's a great point and i think you're absolutely right i think this is working against the next administration coming in and we have uh and, and and ability for this party to be able to throw this man to the lions, Brian uh, is not only going to stop here. This is only the start. And I will say this when I saw him in a sit down interview and he had to take a cue card out of his inside suit pocket, it showed you that the man is not all there and that's going to help them with uh, with attacking him in these kind of ways, it might not go through this time, but it, it may the next time. They're going to try the this kind of tactic with Joe Biden and his administration.
3: Well, listen, I mean, absolutely. And you had Red Coat Romney, I like to call him. Uh, Red Coat <laughs> Romney uh, said that if Donald Trump was to run in twenty twenty four, he would be the presumptive nominee. Yes, and they all did. know it because they all know the numbers. They all, that is the only thing they know. And they know the numbers. They know the American people are behind this, uh, the former president. So that's how it's going to be. That's and that's how, how it's going to be.
1: stay because we're not going to allow the rhinos and redcoats, as you would say, to, to take over this party. I'm not registered as Republican, but I'm going to be voting for Donald J. Trump. And if it goes in another direction, then, then we really are going to have to consider some bad things. But that right now, we are seeing little shines and glimmers of hope. I think that's kind of what you and CV were talking about early in the program, and I do agree with that. I think we're starting to see that the American people want more for this country. Listen— we do have a fantastic guest coming up, Kevin Skulczek. He's got a show out coming called News Rocky. First big interview was with Alex Jones. And we're gonna talk to him about that. And we're gonna talk to him about a whole bunch of other things. Don't go anywhere. 949 News Down Stimulating Talk. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. He's a former Connecticut state rep, a two-term selectman in the town of Griswold, a retired corrections officer, and the host of News Rocky. I'm talking about Mr. Kevin Schoolcheck himself. Kevin, the show, just tell our listeners what the show is about and what they can expect if they listen.
6: Sure. So I I actually signed with a uh, production company uh, called, well, the launch is actually March 1st. so tomorrow uh, we'll be launching the Forward TV network. And uh, what it is is really it's a uh, it's a news uh, show, an opinion news show, where I get to get in the ring each and every day, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. And I get to uh, take on the topics of the day, you know, news-related. We do drill down on the fake news, which is, you know, Chet, I think we all agree that, you know, I think you find fake news in every damn article that's out there today. Absolutely. So I don't think it's too hard to find that. But, yeah, we've been, we've been doing this since October. I've been Monday through Friday – uh, you know, you know how long it is to do, to produce a show and I don't care if it's an hour show, it takes hours and hours to prepare and execute. And uh, yeah, we're having a great time doing it.
1: Yeah, it, it it really does. And you have some great guests already. What I'm seeing is the, uh, the interview with Alex Jones. You went on also with Alex Jones on his program. What was that like? What's Alex like?
6: Man, it's, it's just what, what, I mean, I, I get to pinch my, I'm still right here when you bring it up and you know, like people ask me questions. It's like, wow, how, how did you get that? And honestly, through mutual friends and, just grinding hard to get on that opportunity platform. Alex is brilliant. Uh, you know, he he came on the show first. I had Norm Pattis, his attorney from Connecticut, was a friend of mine, and I also had him on as a guest. And he's brilliant. Uh, Norm came on, and he's throughout out there, hey, you want to go on Alex's show? And, and any good guy like you or myself, you know, we sure. Next thing you know, I'm I'm appearing on Alex's show, and and he's appearing on mine, and we're going back and forth. And I think we'll continue to do that. And, you know, again, he's a guy who's been been silenced from the corporate media, and and the, and the platforms. And, and you know, what I don't care what. You know, somebody's got to say I, I want to make sure that everyone is heard, and, and that's kind of the mission of uh, news rocket
1: and when everything uh happened with alex at the very start i remember because you were actually on the air with lee that week and i remember calling mm-hmm. in and we were discussing mm-hmm. what they did to alex jones and that it was only going to get bigger from there and it has and now we're seeing it mm-hmm. kind of massetize into this big effort by the left to shut everybody down there's been some letters from reps going in uh, to members of Congress trying to take out Newsmax, Fox News. Did you ever think it was going to get this bad? Because it feels like there's really a push to silence more voices now.
6: You know, Chat, like yourself, I, I, I think, and I, I don't mean to put you in a category, but I, I think it's safe to say, you know, we're blue-collar guys. You know, we, we, we got into this kind of this role uh, kind of accidentally in a lot of ways. Uh, but, you know, I never imagined that I, I would be, you know, in the category of being silenced for speaking as a conservative, you know, sort of American. Uh, but also, you know, like yourself, I know I support 100% freedom of speech of all people. You know, uh, I, we have some great uh, friends. I'm sure you have them that, you know, we don't agree on anything. And, right. and uh, but I want to hear what they have to say. So this whole corporate move, this this kind of coordinated effort with the political parties of control in Washington, D.C., this is this is a big deal. And, you know, that's why I think, you know, getting in the ring with the, the news rocky concept was an easy one for me to do, because at a time in our country's history, divided as we are, the last thing we need to do is be silenced. And, and, and that's my that's my take.
1: We got Kevin Schoolcheck on the line with us right now, a former selectman. He is the host of News Rocky. Now, it's interesting that you say that because, as we know, I, I came up as a caller for Lee Elsie, and that's when I started to ship the show over to him, and they eventually let me go on the airwaves. Lee always gives the opportunity for the other side to make the argument, not only with his guests but his callers, and he always gives them that time. And you do too, and, and I try to do the same – but why isn't it reciprocated from the other side? Have you ever noticed how it's really, by and large, the right side of the aisle that lets the left side of the aisle speak, but not vice versa?
6: Why is that? You know, great, good question, Chet. And, you know, I think it's, it's one that, yeah, you know, and I, I'm glad you bring up Lee because I think Lee is a – He's, a, he's he's kind of the uh, the pinnacle for, for where I'd like to be when I talk to people how I show respect in this kind of form you know it's not a, a debate on the house floor right so it's easy to to, to have an argument or, a de- or actually a conversation where you don't agree but you know it, it really comes down to hey we're on I, I don't I think I'm on the right side of the argument right and, and I think when I'm in a di- debate with somebody or discussion that is not something we agree on the other person feels the same way but I think it's the empowerment Of corporate media. Corporate media has has jumped into this game to such a level that it's empowered. I mean, look at the cancel culture is really empowered by corporate media. It's it's their thoughts are echoed every day. Our thoughts are silenced and and, and sort of suppressed. And so we got to keep being loud. Right. And and that's you know what? I smile at people every day that don't like me. Uh, Maybe I learned that trait from working in the prison system, you know, Uh, but you just got to keep forging forward because we're fighting for America, man.
1: And it's interesting uh, with those those fair points that you made, Kevin. When we look at what happened with Mike Lindell, okay, and he was attacked and he got thrown some barbs his way because of his past Mm -hmm. and because he is a vocal... Uh, supporter of President Trump and says that the elections were rigged and he says that the elections had some fixes. Now, whether you think they were rigged or not isn't the question that we know that some bad stuff happened and that should be addressed. But when they when they attack him to the point of saying, oh, he was a crackhead, he was this, he was that. I mean, we're talking about a guy, Kevin, that lived in the trenches that that went to the very bottom and he made it out himself he's a self-made multimillionaire. shouldn't that be championed instead of uh kicked around and and
6: treated like a dog for what he did and how he got out of that situation i mean Chet, here's a, here's a you bring up mike, mike lindell is a great example of someone who employs not only did he have that past and, and where he is today and be very successful he employs people that are on that same pathway back to recovery and, and back to, to, you know, we're uh, taking a place in the world where they can feel proud. You know, Mike Lindell has been a leader in hiring people who are ex-cons and, and creating that whole job concept out there with his factory workers. You know, but yet here we go again where it doesn't matter to those people that are dead set about killing what is an opposite opinion. They don't care if you are, you know, um, you know, uh, dropping golden eggs of, of, of you know, millions of dollars for their programs, they'll still attack you because all they want is the right narrative. It's about killing you and I, killing Mike Lindell, killing Alex Jones, taking people out of the the Fox... Look what you just pointed out. Fox News itself right now has shifted from what was known as the real conservative station and quite frankly I'm not going to give up on Fox News I'm going to I'm going to pray that we, we have that one platform that's on the national corporate media side that's going to continue to fight for our voices and I do think they do the best they can in this corporate media driven cancel media sort of policies that are being made but you know it's a tough thing and I give Mike Lindell a lot of credit man uh, I think he's he's standing tall and he's taking it on the chin and he's not he's not backing down I give that man a lot of credit
1: now coming up with your entry in every week uh, you do five shows per week, from what I'm seeing. Now you're coming up under the Biden administration coming in, so of course yeah. this is a a different time, especially for somebody with a conservative voice what have you seen so far? Now, I'm going to tell you what I've seen. I've seen a president that doesn't answer questions. He doesn't address the media. Uh, when he does, it has to be, he has to be spoon-fed, and um, all of a sudden, we've got bombings taking place with airstrikes inside Syria, right. and, and I'm not necessarily saying that's a wrong thing that they're doing there. I have to learn more about this, but everything that they said Trump was doing is exactly what he's doing, and the concern here, Kevin, with President uh, President Biden, he doesn't address the media, and as much as far as uh, Donald Trump's braggadoche way of kind of dealing with the media, at least he was in in front of them and in front of the microphone and giving his opinion on a weekly, if not
6: daily basis. Should we expect that from Biden? Well, listen, I I don't think as a former, uh, as I like to call myself, recovering politician, you know, I think it's your obligation to the people uh, that you work for. And, and by the way, after you're done, after the vote is done, after it's you're sworn in, you don't work for Republicans or Democrats. You work for the American people, and you work for your constituents. And I think that's the problem we have. And, you know, we, we find these lanes. I'm quite honest, let's be honest about it, Chad. There's a lot of Republicans that, that try to play the same game, and, and it's not fair on either side. But it's definitely uh, this this administration is, you know, 50 years long. i got to, you know, if I can point something out, if you don't mind. I, I'm sure. actually doing a show this week. Where we actually did an interview, and it is a pre-record because of the time difference, with a, a, a lady from Serbia, and we went right into she was 11 years old in 1999 during the attacks under Bill Clinton. Well, guess who's sitting on the Foreign Affairs uh, Committee at chair? Joe Biden. Yeah. Joe Biden was big behind the Serbian attacks, and you know we're exposing things here where. You know the american leadership at the time under clinton and joe biden and the generals were coming out saying 500 you know uh fatalities they were all military well we know now that that's that those were lies we also know that this was all an objective to actually just really cleanse one one portion of that area that that theater i guess uh during mm-hmm. that time to support an effort of the of the uh, croatians and and the, and and really destroy the serbian people and, and it's a sad part of history joe biden by the way um recently just sent a letter over to their president uh of serbia and said hey you know congratulations on celebrating your anniversary and we really you know we we hope that you can still work towards uh you know uh kosovo uh and you becoming one you know they're still trying to push the serbian people these are proud people and joe joe biden has been a part of this so you know it's it's just the same old thing you're going to get from the same old politician and sadly uh we're going to see that until kamala harris takes over
1: yeah. And how quick do you think that's coming? Because that's the next thing I was actually going to ask you, because um, just the other week I was watching Joe Biden sit down and interview and he pulls a cue card out of his jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. He forgot what he was talking about. I'm sorry. It, listen, people can get ticked off as much as they want. The guy's not all there, Kevin.
6: No, I, I listen, I, uh, and I got to tell you, I, I I, I, and and this is the human side of me. I, I feel a little bad for a guy like Joe Biden, who in his day was a very, very sharp uh, you know, shrewd politician. Today, he is somewhat more of a more feeble minded person who I believe is getting a, a clear direction from the people around him to go out, say this, and come back off the stage and, and sit down over there and have a coffee. And I think we're going to see that probably over the next, so I'd say probably within the first year you'll see a decline you'll see his health decline i guarantee this i'll mark mark my words your listeners hopefully call me on it if i'm wrong or if i'm right let me know i think be- before 2021 is over that kamala harris will take over the presidency on a temporary uh basis because of medical needs and then i think probably going into 2022 officially shall be announced as the uh, the 37th pre- or the uh, 47th president of the united states
1: yeah kevin school check on the line with us everybody uh Make sure you check out his new show, which is called News Rocky. And it's going to be coming out early March, as you said, March 1st? Is that March yeah, 1st? Yeah, we,
6: we are on, you know, you can find us on obviously the social media platforms right. Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Play. And of course, we'll be launching our, our full station launches on March 1st of uh, this
1: Great. year. Great. And, you know, it, it's, it's amazing what you just said about um, Joe Biden. Perhaps being the uh, the old timer that he is, and they're gonna they're gonna use the excuse of well he's not doing well. I mean it's kind of predictable, right? I mean it's the easy thing to do, and it's the easiest way to get her into that seat. And Ke- uh, Kevin, I don't know about you, but I think that's why he was selected
6: because 100%. because it's easy. He's a good puppet for them, right? Right. And listen, she had uh, less than one percent of the vote. Uh, when they were in the primary, she did. She prime She numbers were terrible yep. for Kamala Harris. And by the way, first of all, I I don't hate Kamala Harris. I you know I don't think Kamala Harris because she has a different opinion of America than I do doesn't mean that I have any reason to hate that person. I think that her her mission for this country is certainly that of a you know socialist sort of movement that wants to deny people uh, the freedom of what we uh, we we are proud to call America. And so you have somebody like her that's really the objective was that the insiders. And by the way, if any for a moment doesn't think that barack obama was behind plotting this plan then you're just you're not paying attention to it I agree. Not because this is 100 percent a, a playbook plan right out of barack obama's playbook you know he was said he was quoted on an interview and I, i'm sorry i don't have it in front of me but this is barack obama saying if i could be a third term and i could you know by proxy and and, and kind of have that person talk through me then i would do it and that, that's the kind of you know that 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 tells you something about the people on the other side uh, and their mission.
1: And and uh, also, if President Donald J. Trump said that, their hair would be on fire.
6: Absolutely,
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. Kevin, we're winding down on it, man. Listen, we're going to get you back on. I wish you the best of luck with this show. I know you're doing a great job getting guys like Alex Jones. I mean, that's a that's a that's a dream interview, and for you to have it so early, I think think is really going to pave the way for your show. And I'm looking forward to it.
6: I appreciate that. I mean, I, I don't know if you mind. Can I give one more plug? I do. Go have, ahead. It's not going to be everyone's fan favorite, but I, you know, I, I'm so happy. Uh, we're going to be talking with Stormy Jones. Uh, Stormy, Stormy Jones. Stormy. I'm, I'm combining Alex Jones and Stormy Daniels. I actually have Stormy Daniels coming on the show. Really? Uh, talk. Yeah, actually doing an interview. You'll uh, be able to see that interview Monday, March 1st, uh, right on the News Rocky show.
1: If she's coming in the studio, Kevin, I, I advise you to get some of the Lysol wipes and give it a good clean
6: (laughs) she's not coming in the studio but I gotta tell you I have spoken to Stormy and I have uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a respectful conversation and uh, you know listen again it comes down to I know you're winding down you don't have to hate the people on the opposite side. And, 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 you know, a story is a story. We should all be able to respect someone and just have a conversation.
1: I agree 110%, Kevin. And we'll be talking to you soon, and good luck with everything, okay?
6: Thank you, brother. Appreciate it all you do. Thanks, Chen.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Everybody, that was the one and only Kevin Schoolcheck. It's been a long time since we sat down and talked to Mr. Schoolcheck, but it's News Rocky. You can just go check it out, like he said. Come back. We're going to wind down. One more tops to go, and then we're finished for this Sunday right here on Freedom on Deck. everybody. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. Thanks for the listen today. We appreciate it as always. Send in your comments. Send emails. Go on our uh, our pages and talk to us there. I know CV had left both Twitter and Facebook, and I'm I'm really, I want to do it so bad, but there's so many people that are communicating with me through our page right now, and I got to try to figure something out with that, and hopefully that'll get there. So, listen, let's talk a little bit about this. This is not news to any of us, okay? Because we were talking about this for a very long time, but I do want to... Discuss what's happening on the floor right now in conjunction with what happened on January 6th. Senate testimony from the former chief of the Capitol Hill Police uh, appears to confirm reports that leftist Antifa terrorists helped incite violence at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The reports included a first-person account that GOP Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin read at yesterday's hearing where former Capitol Police Chief Steven Sun testified an account the pro-Antifa media immediately denounced as conspiracy theories on who quit his job as police chief the day after the melee, told a joint hearing that the rules and homeland security committees that we knew anti fagoons would be there. Sun cited intelligence reports from federal agencies, and Sun also said Capitol Cops didn't expect the explosion of violence at the mostly peaceful protest. Now... This is not news to us. That, By the way, that's coming from BizPack Review, if, if any of you want to go uh, check on that right now. The testimony here is affirmation that Antifa was there. And we've said multiple times, Antifa, many different groups were there, and to think they weren't is asinine. I mean, it is absolutely mind-numbing to think that the biggest political rally right in Washington, D.C., didn't feature Antifa. I mean, it's the stupidest thing that you could ever come to a conclusion. And here's the issue. The issue for me is... Who were Antifa? Were Antifa the ones wearing Trump hats, going in, breaking windows, and hurting people? I would guess usually that's them. I would guess usually those are the ones that are attacking innocent Americans in our city streets. And the and the pathetic thing about all this, Brian, steering away from this Senate hearing and this testimony right here— The left refuses to call out Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and any of the other leftist bullies out there that are burning down buildings and attacking people, and it's still happening now. And when it gets challenged, they say, oh, what about what happened at the Capitol? It's not on the same level. Give me 22 people dead in the streets of America
3: is not on that level. Give me a break. Well, you know, two things I'll say first off, I, I I saw an article, NBC article that drew into question Nancy Pelosi and the and the evidence and fact. That she one hundred percent had the call to had the ability to call the shots as yep. far as Capitol Police goes, knew weeks ahead of time that this was going to happen that Antifa and BLM and others were going to be there, and she did nothing because she wanted it to be pinned on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. That is the first thing. The other thing is is that it, we are. Ignorant to believe that Antifa only, uh, you know, only resides or takes up residency amongst the citizenry of this nation or the general public, and that it has not has no place when it comes to possibly Capitol Police being members of Antifa, maybe or or, or politicians. Think about it for a minute. I mean, who's funding them?
1: Oh, absolutely. And we know that the CCP is funding them. And C.V., Brian makes up a good point because that jerk that Keith Ellison over in Minnesota has been seen at some of their rallies and holding their uh, their book, which is a directive of what you do when you're a member of Antifa. So Brian's absolutely right. This isn't
2: this has is infiltrated Washington. Of course it has. Yep. And this whole story is a big psyop. It's a big fat lie. There wasn't a lot of violence uh, to even speak of. Yeah, there were um, a handful of Antifa in the front. And they did uh, get into a scuffle with one police officer that I know of. Uh, I've heard from witnesses. But other than that, uh, the people who went into the building were led into the building by the uh, Capitol Police. And that's why this officer who uh, who testified quit the day after. The uh, the supposed insurrection when there was no insurrection, and I right. would also like to point out that Nancy Pelosi told Capitol officers inside the buildings to shoot, shoot to kill, and she I believe I believe she said that. And one officer did shoot to kill Ashley Babbitt, who was unarmed, and uh, was probably you know caught up in the excitement. And there's a lot of mystery surrounding Ashley Babbitt. Uh, there's a story about it up on our news page that uh, our listeners can look into. But this whole thing is a big false flag. Well, me and Brian were there. The crowd was beautiful. They were peaceful. They were waving flags. There was I, I didn't see any violence or any vandalism, and I was right there, right up against the Capitol building. Uh, it's a big lie. Every, everything you hear on TV is a lie. Everything.
1: Of course it is. Um, the, the important thing, though, is that we expose the fact that they're lying about this. And it's—listen, it, I think most level-headed people out there know that Antifa was there and that, of course, it was—you uh, know, they're if they're there, they're not going to try to make the Trump supporters look good. It was, a, it was an effort to make Trump supporters look bad, and that's why they were allowed into that building, Brian. That's all it was?
3: I—we—listen— when you have uh, Sullivan uh, allowed into that building, and then he's paid by NBC, and I forget who—maybe uh, CNN—I think it was thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars each. I mean, give me a break. I mean, most of the news agencies will only pay like fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand tops for for video footage of an yeah. event. Thirty-five thousand each. That's unprecedented. It is. It is. We'll
1: be back next week. A lot of good stuff. As you know, Donald Trump uh, had a big, big uh, talk and rally today. So go check that out. We'll see you here next week. Uh, Same Freedom Time, same Freedom Channel, where Donald Trump is still our president and your president. Good day.